Hello and welcome to level 28 of 3 Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. How are you doing today? It's good to have you back. Or maybe it's your first time here. If so, welcome. I'm very glad to have you here. Before I get started into this level of 3 Extra Lives, I just wanted to let you know that if you're enjoying 3 Extra Lives, you can support what I'm doing here over at patreon.com forward slash free extra lives. I post weekly updates there that I'm not posting anywhere else, which include recommendations. Sometimes I'm giving away things, just posting little insights about behind the scenes process of putting together three extra lives and just some random stuff happening there too, which relates to video games. So if you'd like to support three extra lives, if you'd like to get a bit more of what I'm doing behind the scenes and then some, head on over to patreon.com forward slash free extra lives and show your support. With that out of the way, on with the show! So starting off this week's level of free extra lives, some news came out of the Steamworks website, which is where developers who have their games on Steam, updates go through there from Steam about features, etc. And a feature that was announced through this was something called Remote Play Together. Now this is going to allow you to play games that don't have online modes but have local multiplayer. You're gonna be able to play those with your friends online or other people. This is something that's actually available in a similar form through a program called Parsec, which is low latency game streaming. And that actually allows you to play local multiplayer games with each other, screen share, even remote play as in your friends playing this level in, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot and he's sucking really hard. You can be like, here, let me show you how it's done. Uh, I might be making a joke at somebody's expense there. And it looks like Steam are jumping on this too with their own feature implemented into Steam itself. And this is going into beta which will be launched on the week of October 21st. So actually, if you're listening to this right now, it's available on beta. So if you opt in your Steam profile to get the beta update, which you can do if you go to settings and then under the account, change your beta participation, hit change and select the Steam beta update. You'll have to restart Steam and then you'll be getting features that aren't fully ready to be released properly you'll get early access to those and you can help test them out. So this is gonna allow you to play local cooperative games online together. And this is really exciting actually, because I know there's a few indie titles out there, smaller indie titles that have local multiplayer. One of those games is Kablamo Club, which I featured back in level 14 of Three Extra Lives. Now, I'm pretty sure that when it comes to implementing online multiplayer, into your indie games, it's it's not always straightforward process and perhaps this will allow developers to get a foothold into online gaming a lot easier. However, I'm no game developer, so the difference between making something local multiplayer and online multiplayer, I don't know how big of a difference that is. I'm just assuming there is a big difference and if there's any indie developers out there or just developers in general that listen to this and they're like, yes, this is the big difference between coding a game for local multiplayer and online multiplayer. I'd love to know. I'd love to be educated more about how games are created and how they're wired up. But I feel like this is going to do a couple of things. One, it's going to allow those smaller games 
to potentially get online multiplayer wise quicker. Uh, maybe if they're still developing their multiplayer modes, they can implement a local multiplayer mode, which this service from Steam will be able to cover, which again, it seems like these days, online games, it's, it's almost like a default that any game that comes out has multiplayer, it's gonna be online because that's just how the world works. We're all connected. The days of the local multiplayer, you know, playing on your couch with your friends, those days have really rescinded. I'm not saying they don't happen because they do. They definitely do and still treasure that when it happens. But I know with the introduction of online gaming and just how big that is now, it's more so that you're playing online with other people all the way across the world. It's also gonna allow older games that have local multiplayer that maybe don't have online functionality to be able to have online functionality and be able to play older games that didn't have that feature, but because of this, it's going to open the door to a new generation of multiplayer gaming, which is really cool. And something else, which I don't know how often this happens, but and I think it's more with games that have dedicated servers that if those servers are gonna be taken offline indefinitely, but if that game has local multiplayer, then this feature will always cover that. You'll always be able to play that online even after dedicated servers have been removed. And that might be more of bigger titles that have like yearly releases where eventually so many years later, they like to pull the servers for the older titles. Again, not 100% sure how that all works, but having an option to always connect with other players remotely and play these games locally. I say locally in quotation marks together because you could be sitting halfway across the world from the person you're playing with, but more ways to be connected with our friends. And I know myself, most of my best friends, my good friends who I game with, they're not like my neighbors or they're not uh, video gaming, I should say, because I, I do have neighbors that I play board games with, but my best friends that I play video games with, they're all across the world and more options we have to connect with each other, to play games with each other and try and create that experience of being in the same room playing games together i'm all for that i'm all about playing games together with my friends and enjoying those memories and moments that come out of that so keep an eye out for remote play together coming to steam i'm going to be checking it out i'm opted into that beta like i said and i'm going to be testing out i think a few games that only have local multiplayer and seeing how that plays out it's trivia time so we were talking about playing games together, multiplayer games, cooperative games, and that leads me to this question. Name the BAFTA award-winning run-and-gun platformer released in 2017 on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Windows, and Mac OS, noted for its challenging difficulty and local cooperative mode by Studio MDHR. Fun fact, as of recording, this game is the sixth best-selling Xbox video game, totaling 3 million copies. Can you name it? The answer was Cuphead. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. Next up on 3 Extra Lives, I'm talking about Asphalt 9 Legends. That's the first time I've said that game name out loud and it sounds kind of funny. The 12 year old inside of me is giggling a little bit. 
But Asphalt 9 Legends is a racing video game developed by Gameloft Barcelona, published by Gameloft, and it was released in July 2018, and it's the ninth installment of the Asphalt series. So, why am I talking about this game? Because Asphalt 9 Legends just released on Nintendo Switch. It's a free-to-play game. I like free games, okay? I like free games. I like to download them with no expectations because they're free, and I like to play them, and I like to see if they're worth my time. And you know what? This game has taken up almost my entire week of gaming. So why is this game appealing to me? It's a racing game, right? It's a racing game. It has mobile-esque tendencies with regards to microtransactions, which I've said it a few weeks ago when talking about Mario Kart. Microtransactions can be very nefarious, and I think most mobile games have nefarious microtransactions. However, for me, when it comes to microtransactions, if they're constantly in my face, if it's hindering me playing the actual game, then I'll switch it off. I won't bother with it. It's not worth my time. However, if they're there and they're not forcing themselves on me, if they're not all in my face, like buy this, buy this, buy this, I can live with it. I can deal with it. And in, in all of these, these games with microtransactions, especially with like the card packs or the loot crates, I feel very uncomfortable about ever spending money on those. So I don't do it because I feel like I would rather potentially enjoy a game and pay for an update or something like that. Now I know that's not necessarily viable for the mobile platform right now. It seems to be that microtransactions have proved to be a winning formula for mobile gaming, but I choose not to really embrace that side of mobile gaming. And I understand that these games come out for free. They still need to be supported in some way. And I still feel like those games need to give you a reason to want to invest into them besides locking stuff behind paying to actually play the game even though it's supposed to be free. Anyway, back on track because we're talking about a racing game. I jumped into this game and first of all, graphically this game is really, really good for the Nintendo Switch. I've been playing it mainly off the dock, handheld, and just to say that I am playing this on Switch, it's out on Android iOS. You can also pick it up on Windows. And this game, like I said, looks really good. You're racing around various countries, Scotland, the Himalayas, San Francisco, they all look really great. It's such an arcadey type of game. <laughs> I think you're looking at something between Gran Turismo meets Burnout, and specifically Burnout 3, which is one of my favorite racing games of all time. I started playing this game just expecting your kind of generic racing game. And it turns out this game is just a bit wacky. There's power-ups to fill up your nitro. There's these ludicrous stunt jumps all throughout the levels. You can even make your car do a 360 as you're driving to try and knock other drivers out. And I'm just enjoying checking out what this game has to offer. It has a really, really intensive career mode, which I think will take years to complete. I've been playing about five or six hours so far, I would say, and I'm about 1% through the career mode, which I'm guessing in a game like this, that gets added to all the time. You have a driver level, which as you level up, you unlock more modes in the game. There's also multiplayer where you can race against other drivers. There's daily challenges, which act as like time trials where you have to get the best time of the day to unlock rewards. There's weekly challenges. You can also create a driving team which I did actually, and I've named it Dragon Powered uh, because 3 is part of the Dragon Powered Studio. 
So if anyone out there is playing Asphalt 9 Legends and you're looking to join a crew on there, I've created a dragon part. I'm just chipping away at it myself, leveling up the team. But yeah, this game just really surprised me because it, it fell onto the Nintendo store. I hadn't really heard of this series before, so I wasn't sure what to expect, but it plays really well on Nintendo Switch and it just feels really rewarding collecting cars. You collect coins to power up your cars and when you go into races or events, you have certain objectives you need to meet. Maybe you need to win the race and get five takedowns or perform stunts or you just get this list of objectives to complete as well, which gives you flags, which you collect flags to unlock more events and it just flows that way. As you're doing that, you collect currency to level up your cars and you get a level for your car, which when you go into an event, you have a recommended level, kind of acts like a gear score. If you're an MMO player, uh, that might relate to you. So if you have uh, fond memories of Burnout Takedown, like me, I, I played a lot of that game back on the original Xbox and I feel like that itch has never been fully satisfied since. And I'm not saying this game fully scratches that itch, but you know what, for a free game, uh, especially on Nintendo Switch, I mean, I know it's out there on mobile, but I think having the controls to just pick this up and play, I feel like it's just a nice game to check in with for 20, 30 minutes a day, do a couple of races, make a bit of progress and put it down. Just that mobile-esque style, you know, where you just check in, you feel rewarded for what you've done, you put it down. In the Nintendo Switch version though, there's an added feature of offline mode, which you can play split screen and quick race. Uh, so you can actually play with your friends and family if you do pick up this game. So again, outside of going full on into the career mode of this game, if you're just looking for a multiplayer racing game for your friends, for your family, locally, specifically on the Nintendo Switch, pick this up and try it out. It's totally free, not gonna cost you a dime. I think it's a worthy addition to the free-to-play offerings on Nintendo Switch right now. That's Asphalt 9 Legends. Vroom, vroom. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Asphalt Legends. As I go to read this question out, the answer for this question I may have uttered during the previous segment. So here we go. First released in 1997 on the PlayStation and abbreviated to GT. Can you name this racing simulation developed by Polyphony Digital? The answer is Gran Turismo. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. Finally, on this level of free extra lives, I saw a article on Eurogamer.net about how Harry Potter accidentally turned a Kickstarter game into a huge success. So this is a pretty amazing story. A game on Kickstarter back in September 2019 called Day of Dragons was looking for funding created by a developer called Be Awesome Games. Frasley, if you're listening to this, go check them out. Day of the Dragons is a large online creature survival sandbox PC game set in a large open world. Now this game came out the gates with a modest funding goal of $12,000. So over the first 48 hours, the campaign had raised $1,300. Still seemed to be on track despite this amount. It's only two days gone, so there was still plenty of time for this to reach its goal. But then something incredible happened. Something 
amazing happened because you know there's a little mobile game out there called Harry Potter Wizard Unite might have heard of that one and they launched an in-game event called Day of the Dragons the exact same name as this game that was looking for funding on Kickstarter so the day that this event went live in Wizard Unite the Day of the Dragons Kickstarter boom they made $13,000 on Kickstarter. They hit that target. They'd hit their cap, their goal. They were celebrating. It was done despite that slow start. And <laughs> it just got better from there. It really did. Because of this event launching from Wizards Unite and you know the way search engines work, people were Googling Day of the Dragons. They were actually ending up on the Kickstarter campaign page for this game, which was nothing to do with Wizards Unite. And by the end of the month, Day of the Dragons, which, remember, its initial target, $12,000. It had raised half a million dollars. Yeah, half a million. 41 times its initial target. So Wizards Unite came in with the assist, an accidental SEO search engine optimization win. Incredible, really incredible story to hear and imagine being these developers and hitting that target and imagine what that's going to do to their project of this game. After the campaign was finished, the developers posted an update and they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe how much they'd raised from this. They were shocked. They only wanted $12,000 and they'd raised half a million. They weren't even sure if they would make the 12,000. They really weren't. Initially, this game was going to include three dragons and <laughs> Because of the funding, they they posted a what's next, and now they're going to be able to make at least 20 to 30 dragons for this game, more elements, more AI creatures. They're going to really be able to take this game to another level because of the funding that they received for this game. And really, it's just a warming story. It's, it's crazy how the stars align for this game. I don't know if they actually knew that there was a Wizard Unite event happening, it, it, it could have just been a total fluke, a total coincidence that this happened, but it just shows you that sometimes a bit of luck, the right time, right place, and you can yield some results just like that. So what an incredible story for Day of the Dragons from Be Awesome Games. They really struck gold with their Kickstarter and good luck to them as they venture forward with their project. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Harry Potter, Day of the Dragons, and I decide, you know what? It's time for another Harry Potter question. A Harry Potter video game question. It's multiple choice. Here we go. As of recording in 2019, how many Harry Potter video games have been released across all platforms? Is it 9, 17, 25, or 49? The answer is 17. And hold on to your hats, because here we go. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup, Harry Potter and the Prison Azkaban, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Lego Harry Potter Years 1 to 4, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Lego Harry Potter Years 5 to 7, Harry Potter for Connect, Book of Spells, Book of Potions, Fantastic Beasts, Cases from the Wizarding World, Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, Harry Potter Wizard Unite, there you go, there's your 17. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of the show. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know 
over on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, After Reaction Lives. Let me know how you're doing there. Always love to hear your scores, no matter what you got. Yeah, even if it was a big fat zero. Like always, you can contact the show, leave feedback, recommend a video game. Just say, hey, Tom, how's it going? Send your emails to podcast at threeactualives.com. We'll gladly receive those over there. And like always, you can find the show notes for this level of Three Extra Lives. Everything I've talked about so you don't have to go searching. It will all be there at threeextralives.com. We have reached the end of another level, my friends. Thank you very much for listening. And see you all in level 29! Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.